first of all, I want to uh, I want to congratulate you on on the new film Overrun. It is uh, uh, you play a detective, and and is that a role that uh, you're used to because you did it on the Perry Mason uh, movies? You played a detective. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But this was this was a bit different. Um, you know, I could have been I could be Paul Drake's father at this point. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit different, and the and the character is quite different. You know, he doesn't have that uh, the the energy of a young man, and he's. Uh, but he was also very very interesting. You know, I wore a, a hearing aid, which uh, every actor loves his props. So I got to play with that a little bit, and and it was a uh, it was interesting. He's he's a good guy, bad guy. So it's nice riding that fence, so to speak. Yeah, I I, I love characters that are gray in and not either black or white. I think they're too one dimensional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was interesting. You know, it gave me a lot of time to uh, a, a lot of things to think about uh, the the character arc. Um, a lot of fun, but it was great working all all my friends, you know, uh, Josh Tessier, who this was his directorial debut. Um, <laughs> it was fun to work with him again. And, uh, you know, he's kind of following in uh, uh, the same footsteps as uh, Chad Stileski from John Wick and Hal Needham, who directed Smokey and the Bandit. These guys are all former stuntmen, second unit directors that uh, really came out and did very well in their careers. And I think I think Josh uh, Tessier has uh, certainly has the chops to be able to do that as well. And you've worked with him uh, before. A few times, Josh and I go way back. We've been friends for more than a decade. Uh, I see him personally. I, I consider Josh to be one of my family. That's how close we are. Uh, speaking of family, growing up in, in, in Southern California, your mom, you know, is Barbara Hale. Your father is, is uh, Bill Williams. Williams. Yeah. What was that like for you? Uh, well, I didn't know anything. You know, as I've said many times in, in my in past interviews, I, I didn't know any difference growing up as a kid. You know, uh, I thought it was just completely normal. The, 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 the greatest part about growing up in a family of entertainers is that uh, I got to ditch school quite often and go go hang out on the set. You know, I'd, I'd get to the set at 5, 5.30 in the morning. And uh, that's when I first started drinking coffee. In fact, when I was just a kid, I loved coffee and still do to this day. But coffee and donuts were my weakness. That must have been quite an education for you being on set that early in your life. Well, it was, you know, I got to hang out with, uh, I was hanging out as a young man. I was hanging out with adults. Hmm. And um, that was kind of neat, you know. Uh, it really helped me grow up in in many in many respects. And uh, it's funny I didn't think about becoming an actor at that time. Although I did a few things, I worked with uh, I worked with some actors on a Wagon Train, and I think I did a uh, a Rawhide with Clint Eastwood. I had a, a scene with him, which was a lot of fun. But I didn't really want to be an actor. I was—I thought I was going to be a pilot when I was going to college, and uh, I tinkered with playing music. And uh, but I started making money uh, working with South Coast Repertory down there, a pretty, a pretty well-respected repertory company with uh, David Ems and Martin Benson, and and uh, I liked it, and uh, I, I just pursued that. Like, you know, typically in your life, you you start making money at something, and. That's what you follow, you know? 
Yeah, but but falling in love with with the stage, I mean, it that's that's a different muscle than than television acting. It was, I suppose it I suppose it was, uh, but I've always loved the theater. I mean, I I consider myself a theater actor. I, every year, my whole career, mm -hmm. I've pretty much done a play every year, except in the last ten years, I've I've stepped out of that. I haven't been able to do it, mainly because I don't have the the energy to stand up on stage for two two and a half hours, you know. But yeah, and, uh, and Pippin was is an amazing is an amazing musical it is just a nothing but uh effervescence and and, and vibrance in that in in that play yeah yeah that was that was uh certainly stands at the zenith of my career um <laughs> was was working with uh, bob fossey cheetah rivera ben vereen and the, just the remarkable cast that was assembled to do that and i i think unless i miss my Unless I'm mistaken, I think that was one of the earliest plays, theatrical productions that was actually filmed for uh, for dis distribution on uh, HBO or Family Home Entertainment, uh, one of those two things. Uh, I know we shot over five days. We shot five or six live performances, and then one day we brought up cameras on stage. Uh, but we had a full audience. We shot up in Toronto. There was two or three thousand people in the audience. It, it was just a ball. Yeah, and, and I, I think you know, in the younger days, you know, hopping from you know one series to another, you're doing a lot of series as a young and upcoming actor. You're learning from every director that you that you meet. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite I, director? Things you, that things that you you like and things that you don't like. You know. Do you have a favorite director you've worked with? Um, a favorite director? I, well, I would have to say uh, uh, Jack Hoffs is probably one of my favorites. I got to do two plays with Jack. Uh, uh, Marsha Norman's uh, uh, Sarah and Abraham. She won a Pulitzer Prize for uh, Night Mother. Mm. And, and then I worked with Jack Hoffs again. Uh, we did the world premiere uh, stage play of, uh, of uh, Days of Wine and Roses. Wow. I did with a wonderful Maya Dillon. We did that at the Cleveland Playhouse. Those two plays. Jack Hoffs, by the way, who's now deceased, God rest his soul, uh, won a Tony for The Elephant Man on Broadway. So those are the credentials and gravitas that he brought to those productions. So uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite directors. And so many of them, you know, Brian De Palma on Carrie. Uh, ben, you know, uh, uh, Bob Fosse when we did Pippin, although he wasn't credited for it, <laughs> he was there every single day and that was his production. Uh, I've worked with, um, oh my God, just so many wonderful directors. Richard Lester when we did yeah. Butch and Son Nancy early days. Uh, I was reluctant, so was uh, Tom Berenger, to do that production. Uh, but Richard uh, met with us and he said, oh, I'm going to make a Victorian Western, you know, Victorian, which he did with this English sensibilities. And it was so much fun working with him because uh, I, most people know that he was the, the brains behind those Beatles, the early Beatle films, you know, and he had lots of stories about the boys, as he would call them, yeah. you know, well, and how he developed his he would shoot three or four cameras at once, and he developed that when he was shooting help, hmm. um, because uh, they would only get one shot. They'd let the, the Beatles out at one end of the street. By the time they walked down the block, 
the crowds were so heavy that they never got a second shot. So he would shoot with four cameras at once. Hey, let's check out this park. Oh, wow, that's really cool. To find a great local park or forest near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Butch and Sundance, the early days, it still holds up. It's just a fun, paced movie. It's got a sense of humor about it. It, it has its, its, its angst. And you did a great job in that. Oh, thanks. And that, wasn't that a wonderful cast? Oh. All, those, all those young actors went on to have wonderful careers. You know, I always like to think about that. Uh, yeah, you got to work with a lot of people early on. And, and what an amazing life that must have been. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was good. It was good. Those years were really good for me. And then doing Greatest American Hero, that was the creme de la creme. And the best part of working on that series was getting to know Connie Selica and the late, great uh, Robert Culp, yeah. uh, who was an encyclopedia of filmmaking. And of course, uh, it has to be mentioned, Steve, Steve Cannell, who was, other than my father, uh, one of the biggest influences on my life. What a, what a gentleman. And what a what an amazing uh, talent he had for putting word to paper because we don't see that much anymore like that. Great storyteller. It should uh, be it should be no. I don't know if a lot of people know he went on to have like ten best selling uh, novels after after he was done with television. No, he's just an amazing and, and a good actor. I've seen him do a few things on 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 camera as well. That's right, right. He loved to act. He loved to act. The greatest American hero, I mean, playing with Robert Culp had got to be just an amazing uh, time for you as well. That series was, I think, more about your friendship with him than it was about you wearing that suit. Well, <laughs> you and I might feel that way. Uh, I think that was a constant struggle with the network because they wanted me in that suit uh, 24 seven on that show. And, and, uh, and, and of course it's a well-known fact that I wasn't particularly enamored of that suit at the time. Uh, so therein lied the struggle. Uh, and ultimately I think uh, led to our demise at the end of the third season because uh, they were just tired of the fight with me and Bob and Steve Cannell, who always was siding with us. We saw it more as a, uh, a way to talk about society, you know, it, uh, use it as a platform, always to make it fun in that respect, have it, uh, have it be a fun, entertaining, but also to really say something about the state of the world at the time. I had heard that they had to redub the show because of uh, of your last name and the, and the guy that attempted Reagan's life. Was that true? That's true. They did it for uh, we renamed the show. The character's name was uh, Hinkley, and then it became Henley mm. for one or two shows. It wasn't longer than that. And then Michael Pere, um, very off the cuff, one of the one of the early things, and when I'm teaching the special ed class. Michael Pere raises his hand and calls me Mr. H. Yeah. And uh, that famously became his name thereafter. No one ever called me Hinkley. It was Mr. H. You're, you're wearing a hat of a director now and again. Do you like directing? Now and again, yeah. I, a couple years ago, I did. I did a couple things in uh, Texas, two films in Texas. The Clean and Narrow uh, with 
Laura Layton and Jack Noseworthy, and then uh, and then I did uh, a, a film called uh, uh, River's End, which uh, had a wonderful cast as well. You know, uh, that's a young man's game. It takes so much energy. <laughs> I don't know if I have that in me to do anymore. I, I did a couple, directed a few plays, and I enjoyed that. Um, but I'm I'm leaving that for wonderful creative, talented people like Josh Tessier, who did uh, this Overrun, yeah. the film that we're talking about here. Uh, tell and me a little bit about the plot and uh, of Overrun as well, because this looks like it's... Uh, uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun, you know? As I said, he's following in the, in the footsteps some of these wonderful second unit stuntmen directors. Mm -hmm. And uh, he brings all his talents to bear. It's a, the, the plot is basically fairly simple. It's a, a military extraction specialist, uh, retired, is drawn back into the back into uh, the fight, so to speak, to save his sister, who has gotten involved with some bad guys, and he needs to get her out. Uh, there's some wonderful action, wonderful fights, and uh, I think people are going to have a really a really good time watching the film. Yeah, Bruce Dern. Uh, have you worked with Bruce Dern before? I had not. I had I had only grown up with Bruce. You know, he's only one of two guys that ever got to kill John Wayne. Yes. All right. So That's true. <laughs> that in and of itself is uh, is worth mentioning. Whenever uh, whenever I do interviews with him, I always bring that up, and he's just a little bit like, well, yeah, it was in the script. I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Not um, only is he a wonderful guy to work with, and you got to be on your toes with Bruce because he never says the same thing twice. Mm. Um, and he'll, he will he has the script that he kind of adheres to roughly. And then he goes off on a tangent on something else, and you got to keep up or you get left behind. So that was fun working with him. As, a, as an actor, do you lean toward comedy more than you lean toward drama, or is acting acting? Well, acting is, as Gary Busey said, uh, he put it when he was teaching uh, Jake, when Jake was first starting in the business, he said, Jake, acting is about pretending like you're not pretending. Mm. That, that, and I, I always stole, I said, well, Gary, I'm gonna steal that because I think that's more, uh, that's really appropriate uh, to think about. So I pretend like I'm not pretending in drama, uh, like a house, the house movie or, but I always try and use, I always try and bring some comedy to it because I think, you know, it brings some humanity to any character you're playing is to find the humor in the part. Yeah, let's, uh, you know, and, and for just a second, let's talk about the house movies because they were so well written. I mean, the first one yeah. was just, you know, you, George Wendt added so much to it and, and it was just a beautifully done horror film. Yeah. But you didn't return to the franchise until the fourth one, right? I came as a favor to uh, to the producers. They had asked me to come for a day, and I did that. But Steve Miner, who was really the brains behind that sense of humor, uh, that was one of my favorite things I ever done, I have to think, in terms of film, because I had so much fun. My my forte, what I do tend to do the best, is play a real guy in an absurd situation. You're coming out here to Salt Lake City uh, pr pretty soon. You're doing a Comic Con here. I am. I believe it's. I've been. I've been uh, 
aware of the con there for many years and and uh, I, I've wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I'm just very, very lucky that it happens to be this year. And I have a few things to to talk about. I think it happens on September 17th and 18th around that weekend. And I will be there to uh, meet some fans and say hello and visit. I love doing that. I love meeting fans. And uh, I can talk about uh, Overrun. Yeah. Um, that I, I starring with some great people and uh, Omid Zader, and who's a wonderful, wonderful martial artist and actor. And I can talk about the film I'm doing now with John Cusack and Emil Hirsch. I'm doing a film right now called The Pursuit. Uh, and. Uh, and I, I got a I good literally just I literally just got done talking to Emil Hirsch. Uh, oh, did you? Ago. Yeah, about Midnight in the Switchgrass. Oh, wow. He's kind yeah. of a cool guy, huh? Yeah, uh, he's I think Emil Hirsch can do anything. Uh, he's one of those very talented, guys. very talented young man. I was a fan like many people uh, after Into the Wild. I mean, after that, I said, oh, my God, I'd love to work with this kid. Yeah. Lords of Dogtown again is, is like great film him on the map. Yeah. That's true, and, and, and again, a brilliant, uh, a brilliant young actor who is directing too. He, he just oh, I didn't it. know that. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, uh, but you're finishing up that that uh, that production. I have another week on. I'm down in. Uh, I'm in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, right now as we speak, uh, <laughs> shooting. I happen to have the day off, which is allows me to speak with you and visit with you, Thank and you. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm real happy to be doing that. Uh, in our final moments that we had, though, I do want to say that uh, I, I loved watching your mom on screen. She was such a natural actress and, and, and really took the role of Della Street as, as her own. I can't think of anybody else to play that role. Well, it, it's interesting. Did you see last season on HBO, the uh, the new interpretation of Perry Mason? Did you watch any of that? Yeah, I did. And I saw it, it was it was uh, it was really good done back in the 30s, but it didn't have I think I think it lost its heart. Maybe so. Maybe so. It was a different take on it. I, I enjoyed it. But uh, of course, I like you. I love my mom in that role. Yeah, um, I mean, no one can really replace the originals, Raymond Burr and my mom and and uh, all those wonderful people. Uh, in in our in our absolute final seconds, I also want to say that uh, your role in Carrie was just great. You know, De Palma must have been a demanding director, but again, what a learning experience! It's the night of the senior prom. The Bates High School gym is alive with excitement. Everybody is there, even Carrie White, the girl no one likes. Oh, sorry about this incident, Cassie. It's Carrie! And everyone makes fun of her. The girl who lives in that creepy house with her crazy mother. Help the silly woman see the sin of her days and ways. Show her. And if she had remained sinless, the curse of blood would never have come on her. The girl with the strange power. If I concentrate hard enough, I can move things. But tonight, no one will laugh at Carrie. If you don't have a date for the prom next Friday, would you like to go with me? She's with the best-looking boy in the senior class. He's trying to trick me again. She'll be voted queen of the prom. You know, I can make sure that you don't hurt Carrie White anymore. For Carrie... It will be a dream come true. 
for everyone else, it will be a nightmare. <coughs> Carrie. <coughs> a new film by Brian De Palma. Based on the chilling bestseller. Starring Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, and introducing John Travolta in his first motion picture role. If you have a taste for terror, you have a date with Carrie. What a, what a great thrill it was for me to be in in uh, probably which what was a seminal film for Brian De Palma. <clears throat> it certainly was a turning point in his career, as it was in mine and everybody else in that film. This portion of Screen Chatter is presented by VP Dental. Check out our great dental plan starting at just $16 per month. William Cat, thank you so much for your time here on Screen Chatter. I just really, really appreciate it. And again, all the best to you. And I'm going to take you for a cup of coffee in Salt Lake City when you get here. I, I would very much love that. All right. I look forward to seeing you. God bless. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.